Hello. Are you excited? Yep, can't wait. I'm so excited! Hello and welcome to Moose and Squirrel But We're Married, episode 103, Dead in the Water. What do you think it's about? Dead people in the water? No, it's about watching Supernatural with my husband oh, and me. I thought you meant the episode Dead in the Water. I did, but it was a trick. Oh, that's... <laughs> There was no correct answer. <laughs> Always a philosopher. Always a philosopher and also a bride. You know that always a bloody blob, but never a bride. Always a bridesmaid, but never a bride. Yeah. But I have been bridesmaids and a bride. So, yeah. And I'm a wife. Yeah, wife. (laughs) Okay. So today we are moving on to the third episode in our little bonus pod, which is a Supernatural Watch Pod. It's a marital journey into the television series Supernatural. I am a mega fan. I am a minor fan, <laughs> a mini fan. We have a bookshelf in our bedroom that has multiple publications that I've done about the television series Supernatural. Maybe I should have read those before starting this, huh? Or before marrying me. <laughs> <laughs> would I have married you if I read all of your Supernatural articles or I think that you would have married me sooner. <laughs> oh. Oh, maybe. <laughs> so we Guess are going to... Know. <laughs> We're going to be watching Dead in the Water, which is the third episode of of season one of Supernatural, and it originally aired on September 27th, 2005. And looking at this one, this is the first one we've gotten to written by written and directed by different people. Yeah, so the episode three is written by Sarah Gamble and Rael Tucker. Uh, Rael or Rael, I'm not sure. I'm sorry about that. Uh, it is directed by Kim Manners. And so... Sarah Gamble is very important in the supernatural world because she was the showrunner a little bit later on. Oh. Yeah. And so from the so from the box set, again, DVD box set has the best colors and it has the best like pictures and stuff like that. The description is is a series of drownings in a Wisconsin lake, the work of a vengeful spirit. A young eyewitness, traumatized into silence by the shock he experienced, may have the power to prophesy. The next drowning. Da, da, da. That's weird wording. I know, it's pretty weird. Prophe- wouldn't it be prophesized? Yeah, it's pretty weird wording. But, you know, it's fine. It's fine. So I'm very excited about this episode for lots of reasons. One, it's, now, we had a ghost in the first episode. Yep. But it was pretty hard to feel bad for that ghost. Yeah, she did kill her children. She killed her children and then herself, and then killed a bunch of dudes for, quote, cheating on their wives and girlfriends, except she also was killing people because she just assumed all men would do that. Therefore, they're all up for game. Yeah. So, not a nice lady, that ghost. No. This episode begins a long tradition in Supernatural of just straight-up tragedy. (laughs) Very sad things. With the Wendigo... We know the backstory is that the person became a cannibal and then became a Wendigo, but we don't know who they were. It was just a scary ghost. Yeah. Not a scary ghost, sorry. It was just a scary monster. Yeah. And so now we're going to get something that's a little bit more. I'm giving some stuff away, but you've already seen this episode, too. Have so, I? okay, I this was <laughs> this was uh, back when we first started dating and you were getting to sleep and you were watching this with me and I kept saying, wake up, you can't. Yeah. Don't sleep. And you're like. Oh. Yeah. 
And here I married him. So now we have the opportunity to watch it again then. And sorry, we'll give less away. We've gone over who was the writer and who was the director and the original air date. And I'm, I think that a lot of stuff... Like, in the last two episodes, we, of course, had major plot points, and we also had some good chick flick moments, as they, they say in the show, between Sam and Dean, and of them uh, kind of hashing out some issues that they have. You know, just so you know, that's going to happen a lot, right? Okay. But this episode, I think, really, we find our our footing in a really major way with what this, what Supernatural is, who Sam and Dean are, well, specifically, uh, especially Dean, and I'm excited to share that with you and with the people Wonderful. that listen to this podcast. I'm sure we all can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get going. We have not made it very far. <laughs> no, it was just a recap. <laughs> we just watched the recap, and when you watch it on Netflix, you can skip it, and I think you, I don't know if you can skip it in this first DVDs. The later DVDs, you can skip the recaps. Have you seen many shows that have such extensive recaps? No, this is abnormal. Right? And so, and I'm trying to think myself of shows that have recaps in the beginning. Supernatural starts out having recaps, which you could, I think maybe at that time period, there may have been, I think Buffy had recaps. And in the first season of Supernatural, there's a lot of crossover between um supernatural episodes and buffy episodes like there's some monsters that are the same so it's it's very clear that the writers of the show and the director of the show and the creator eric kripke were very influenced by buffy the vampire slayer which would have been going on at this time or just ending so it was a very much a part of the zeitgeist of this type of supernatural flick um and i think that perhaps this sort of recap thing has is kind of coming from that sort of tradition i'm not sure i could be talking out of my own butt but nowadays they don't do that even in dramatic things now now i'm i'm gonna start walk back in westworld they do recaps as well a lot of netflix shows that are all fancy do recaps i'm trying to think if if uh american horror story does that no and there's no okay so the purpose of the recap of course in the beginning is pretty clear well, the thing that's weird is they go all back to episode one in the recap. It's not just last week on Supernatural. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a rundown of the whole season so far. Yes, now. and it's never going to be last time or last week unless it's a part two episode. So it's always going to be either a recap of what's going on so far or of the important things that have happened that relate to this storyline. So it's kind of fun because when you watch it and you're like, and you see like something, a particular scene is shown. So you're like, Oh, Sam's dreaming or Sam has a headache. We know it's going to be about this thing. I'm not going to tell you about right away. <laughs> so do they have to watch their mother burn every episode for the whole first season in the recap? Well, the mother gets burned a lot, I think in a lot of things, but there's, for example, an episode where that's going to be really relevant. But I mean, does, do they recap that? opening thing every episode this season i don't know if it's every episode this season but it is it makes a lot of sense because that's what the overarching thing of this season is is that their their mother has died their father is missing and got and they have to find him and they also got to do saving people hunting things the family business so we're kind of establishing that that's the overall plot or the overall arching plot of the entire show yeah. But, but the is, ep- mm-hmm. This is like Scooby-Doo, but the ghosts are real. There is an episode called Scooby Natural. 
and it is amazing. But that's what this is. Like Scooby Doo, yeah. at the end, it was always a person. Yes, this is uh, mostly that the bad things are real. Uh, occasionally, bad things and people work together. So it's anti do. <laughs> Scooby don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that should be our Yeah, our Scooby don't try title. to pull the mask off that thing. <laughs> it is an actual werewolf. It will bite you. Yeah. So, I, again, I think it's important to to think about maybe in the future of how they use this recap. This recap's pretty extensive. It's a little longer. Sometimes you get a recap that's really short, and then sometimes you're, you know, mid-season finale, you're going to get the entire thing. Okay. Right? You're going to get the whole story thus far. The finale, they have this thing that they do that's called the road so far or the road thus far. And it is huge. It's long. It goes over the main plot points of the season and often previous seasons. So after you get past season one and two and three, it's going to go past and and it's going to pick up on all the major plot points that are important for understanding what's happening now. Is that like the Stan Lee theory where Stan Lee said every comic book is somebody's first comic book? So you have to give them an idea of what they're jumping into? I think that that's exactly what's going on. And you get that in a lot of television that's made for television. You have to have the first few episodes created so that people can still come into that episode. Now, Supernatural, in theory, I mean, at that time, you couldn't... In 2005, you couldn't find it again. You'd have to maybe get it on a rerun or something like that, but... Really, if you started in episode two or three, then you're going to need to know what's yeah. going on. And so it makes a lot of sense that these first episodes are Monster of the Week. But as you go along in Supernatural, you get a lot of Monsters of the Week and you get some, you get the plot points enough that you can follow along. But me personally, I started watching Supernatural partway through season four and on TNT in the daytime while running. And I started just watching without headphones in. And so I was just watching the stuff happen. I was kind of interested. And so then I started watching with headphones in. And then I bought all the DVDs. <laughs> and then I watched it straight through that way. But really, like, it, even in season four, you could watch the recap and just jump right in. And the actors are really good at showing, like, their emotions and body blahs and stuff, too. The so body blahs. Well, I think that they sell it a lot. Like, you can see a lot of their history on their faces, especially as they continue on in the series. So, we, we haven't actually started this episode, so let's go ahead and get started. Hey, John. Yeah. Did that opening sequence of a lady swimming look familiar? Oh, as far as what? The opening sequence that we just saw, the first death, right, which is a woman swimming in a lake and she gets pulled down by something, is meant to be Jaws, the opening of Jaws. Oh. So, it was a direct reference to it. And that tidbit, by the way... I got from the supernatural fandom dot, supernatural.fandom.com, which is a supernatural wiki, which is just fantastic. I've actually used this wiki in my research um, when I publish things on Supernatural. And of course, you know, cite properly and all that good stuff. But it's a really great resource for um, cultural references, for example, and quotes and important things. And if anything is in or inside or outside of continuity and all that good stuff. So... I just thought you'd like to know. So we're we're down a down a swimmer. Okay. There was a really delightfully sexist conversation between a girl and her brother, where he, the brother's like, "Guys don't like buff girls," and she's like, "Well, girls don't like guys who still live at home." And then that's, you know that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the last one is I guess. Um, well, you live at home. 
You live at your home. Yeah, I, that's, not, <laughs> oh, that's not the connotation. Wouldn't you say a home is where the heart is? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now we're, I think we're about to see our darling brothers. Kids are the best, John. Yeah, kind of are, actually. <laughs> they are, but uh, so I just say this because Dean, uh, we, he was hitting on a waitress earlier that was hitting on him. Now he's hitting on the sheriff's daughter. And... Uh, he says kids are the best because she has a kid. Oh, yeah, well, but he's the, a smooth guy. The thing is, though, he's actually super good with kids. Okay. We find that in this episode as I'm giving things away. But we've established that the brother said that his sister's dead. He saw her get dragged down. The sheriff does not believe him. And also the lake is about to get dried up because the dam is breaking and they're just open, like letting all the water leave. And uh, the town's going to go away. Yeah, and uh, that was the third drowning victim with no body. This year. Yep. Yeah, so it's quite the drama. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's keep going. So something really gross just happened that I never noticed before because my TV was always too dark to see it. The weird colored water? No, the real weird color of water I saw all the time. No, so, okay, so just to, to recap, Dean is really good with kids. He talks with the, the son of one of the victims, uh, who is the mom of whom is played by Amy Aker, who was the, the scientist lady that got killed by some kind of tentacle monster in Cabin in the Woods. Nice. Also from, Bu- well, she's not from Buffy, she's from Angel, uh, the sequel to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Or the spinoff, rather. She played Fred or Winifred. Um, but no, the, this is we don't have Gross's Corner on this one, but this one would have taken Gross's Corner, I think, for me. The brother, who we saw at the beginning, who was teasing his sister about being buff, right, is got the burden of being kind of more together than his father, who was just, you know... Super depressed and sad that his daughter died. Almost catatonic. Almost catatonic. And so the son says, okay, I'm going to just make us some dinner. And it's still dark. It's still pretty dark. A little bit more light on the kid's face. But he's cleaning a fish. Mm. And he literally cuts the fish's head off in the scene. I've never noticed that before because, again, I never had a TV that was good. Until now. And this is the first time watching this episode. And I mean, but this episode came out and it was 2005. And I watched it on like a normal 2005 TV. Yes, granted, it wasn't a dorm and very small. But I never could, you didn't get to see what he was doing with his hands. I thought I was washing dishes or something. Oh, okay. So that was gross. He cut off an actual fish's head. Yeah, that happens every time you clean a fish. I know, but in a, in a TV show, they don't always show that part. Let's con- 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 Master Chef or Top yeah. Chef. Okay, well, fine. Let's watch this kid die. Uh, the shithead dad that was too catatonic to take care of his son who just lost his sister just lost his son. Yep. In a very creepy, gross way. I think The Grudge came out after 2005, didn't it? I don't know. No? No, we'll I look that up. Oh. So I'll describe how this kid just died. He just died by sticking his hand into a very gross thing of sink water as at, like because the, the sink started exploding out water and so he decided to stick his hand in to fix it even though clearly it was a problem with the drain itself or like with the actual pipes and you can't fix pipes by sticking your hand in 
And so he just got pulled in by ghost by some th- supernatural entity and died uh, by drowning. The grudge came out three years before this. Okay, so maybe it was a grudgy kind of thing. It definitely felt like the grudge thing where they stick your hand in the gross water and then you drown because someone pulls you in. Possibly. Creepy and gross. We just had some really fun green screens and more deaths and some exposition. Yeah, the green screen background on the car does not look great. I would say that while it is great that you can see a fish getting its head cut off with this high def, you know, it's easier not to notice the green screen being terrible when you have low def. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't think this was meant to be seen in this. Well, I don't understand because everything is so dark and hard to see. So you yeah. need a better television to watch it. But 2005, this was in high def when it aired originally. Really? Yeah. Well, not any TV I had accessible to me. <laughs> so we had some pretty bad green screen because they're driving around during the day. Uh, I'm trying to remember, like, usually they talk at night. In the car. Yeah. Or they're talking and the car is stopped. Or they are uh, driving. You could see them driving in the car. They're going at a low speed and, and talking in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you checking to see if it was an I HD? I was just double checking. Because 2005 HD was out and this was uh, a network broadcast. On the CW. It was or I think WB. it was WB. Yeah, yeah. It was the WB first. On the same network that Buffy was on for a while. I think. Yeah. I would guess it would have had to have been in high def because... I don't think it's going to tell you that there, bud. Maybe in the production. Maybe in the production. While John's looking that up, we had some uh, some plot points come up, which is and comes from the research and the talking to people. Did yeah. you find something? No, I was looking... It, this was filmed in Vancouver, though. Yeah, everything's filmed everything's in Vancouver. Vancouver yeah, but it's CW. it's placed it's uh, it takes place in Wisconsin, which is pretty exciting. What's happened is the uh, they found out through the child uh, that is not speaking that uh, that Dean has made a connection with that they they're sent to another house to find a boy with a a red a blue baseball cap and a red bike, and the woman says, "There's not been a boy like that here for thirty years." And it's a sad old lady whose son is dead. Well, she, the son disappeared 30 years ago. He's supposed to ride home on his bicycle right away. And the, the boys find out. So there's a missing kids case. They never found the body. And the boys found out that the, uh, that the fella whose two kids have died, that was pretty upset about it, he was friends with this redheaded kid that disappeared 30 years ago. And they assume, okay, redheaded kid probably was murdered by him. And is now seeking vengeance against the people that hurt him, the, uh, the seeking vengeance against the people that killed him. And a big part of it is that the lake is going to be depleted and gone. Yeah. And that is interesting. Yeah. And that kid's mother said the same thing as this guy said about losing their kid. Yeah. Worse than dying. Sounds like it. Sounds like it'd be worse than dying. So in... The show, what we've got here, is a vengeful spirit, but Maybe. kind of a sad one. If that's what it is. Okay. They haven't said for sure. Okay, let's find out. Play with me. That's creepy. <laughs> Why would you do that? That's what the ghost is saying. You might have to edit that out of there. Play with me. Maybe I'll edit it in it and like have this just playing constantly <laughs> under... 
the entire podcast. Oh, thank you. So Sam and Dean get read the riot act because they found out they're found out that they don't actually work for the wildlife service, which is an ongoing theme because their veneer, their veneer of working for some random government agency is very easily fact-checked. Yeah, especially when they give names like Agent Hamill and Agent <laughs> Ford. <laughs> so, so they've been fact-checked, and the sheriff just is so mad at them because and doesn't believe their story, except it's been corroborated by someone else, and so he has to believe it. So he's very upset with that. Uh, and he says, get out of my town. I don't want to see you again. So they go to leave, and then instead of going towards Milwaukee... They go back to... Lucas's house. Yeah, because Dean doesn't want to leave town until he knows that Lucas is okay. Well, he was very scared in the police station. Yeah, and Sam's like... been predicting horrible things and knew all the horrible things, so... And Sam, the huge a-hole who doesn't really know his brother that well, is like, who are you and what have you done with my brother? Because Dean says he cares about a little kid being scared. Yeah. Sam's a jerk and Dean cares about kids and they show up at the house... The kid's terrified because mom decided this was a great time to take a nice hot bath with the tap on. Yeah, with the water way too high and with, the tap on. And she's just leaning back with her, her eyes closed, rubbing herself with, in the face with the washcloth with the tap on like a maniac. Yeah, it's hard to watch. Kind of deserves to drown with leaving uh, the tap on like that. That might be pushing it. Okay, pushing it. That's almost as bad as leaving the refrigerator door open. A guy but. just had a supernatural death by being drowned in his own sink. And she's taking a bath. But does she know that that happened? Yes! She's the sheriff's daughter. I know, but does Everyone he tell knows her, like, oh, died. this kid died by drowning in an empty sink. And she just heard about the dad that... But does she know? I mean, I think she would because she knows she's already heard about the other death that's occurred, and that which is the father of... Of the two kids who have already died. But I don't think the sheriff would would admit that it was suspicious. No. Almost as if the sheriff is hiding something. It very much seemed like he was hiding something when yeah. he was yelling about yelling at them to not come back. Yeah, so they've just saved her from... And what's interesting is, so Dean's holding the kid back, and it's Sam that's able to pull her out. And it's hard for him. Now, we talked last time about how gigantic... Jerry Padalecki is. And this is not a, a, a dig against Jerry Padalecki. I mean, he's six foot three, but he's got really beefy wide shoulders. And he seems like he'd be strong enough, but it's, it's he's fighting against a supernatural power. And this is not the first time we're going to see Sam able to fight against a supernatural power a little bit too well. Oh, <gasps> foreshadowing. Foreshadows. Okay, let's keep watching. Hi. Hi. We saw more deaths. Yep. We know that the sheriff was in on the murder. Yes. All these kids were kids together, and they picked on little old dead kid, little old ginger, and they drowned him in the lake. Yeah. And then they left his body in the lake and buried the bicycle so they wouldn't get caught for the murder, and then never said anything for the next 30 years. Nope. And that was an angry ginger ghost. And angry, angry ginger ghost was basically haunting the youngest kid, Lucas. Yes, it was Lucas. Yeah, Lucas. Uh, and Lucas went to go hang out with angry ginger ghost. Yep. Uh, as everything is kind of coming out between uh, Amy Aker and uh, and Sam and Dean and her dad, and uh, 
Yeah, little little Lucas almost drowned, but the the grandpa sacrificed himself, which he should have done long before. Maybe I don't know. Before you came became a sheriff, you you tell people that you murdered a kid. Yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, like all these people, they had thirty years to do something. He's like, we were kids, we were scared. It's like, yeah, but you've been a man for a long time. I was, I was a kid. I did a lot of things, but I didn't kill anybody. Yeah, I didn't drown anybody. That's crossing a line. And then decide to be a cop afterwards because that makes sense. Yeah, you can't kill somebody and say, well, we were just kids. Oh, we were just roughhousing. You know, accidents happen. We should be forgiven, even though we've never apologized. Or let this poor woman know what happened to her dead son. No. Nope. 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 So, old sheriff is dead. Uh, Amy Aker and Lucas have made a plate of sandwiches for Sam and Dean. And uh, and the kids talk it again. There's yeah. going to be a lot more episodes of Dean being really good with kids. Okay. Um, and Sam being grumpy. Sam is kind of comically good with uh, older people and like being really understanding with them and stuff like that whereas dean is not he does not have the patience for older kid, older people kids he has patience for mayhap because he had to basically be the parent of sam while dad was out hunting yeah i have a lot of patience for kids and not much for adults hmm. i kind of had to have a lot of patience for people that are really children but are kind of adults the 18 to 22 year olds that i teach yeah why well, i get that and you know you gotta have patience. Like when they when they complain because I tell them to go on the discussion boards and participate, and so they put a single post and don't reply to anybody, and they're like, "I participated," and I'm like, "No," and they're like, "Define participation," and I'm like, "No, just participate and don't be a butthead." Yeah, they don't like that. Oh, and there was uh, not too many instances of music puns no not too many music puns they only had two songs mm-hmm. round and round by rat what i get that was at the beginning and this was interesting because this is sam's complaint that instead of searching for dad which is linear that's the goal of the of the yeah. season to find dad they're going round and round and they're continuing to saving people hunting things of family business so yep and after good. he got the kiss from the mother Yep. They left to Moving On by Bad Company. As if they're moving on to the next episode? Yes. Okay. So not really punny, but just uh, kind of obvious. Yeah, and so we get, a we get I guess, a little bit of that backstory. Not too much of the backstory. I think we get that Dean is good with kids. Sam and wants with to, the ladies. And with the ladies. Sam wants to get things over with, and Dean's still kind of... The second episode, Dean was, of course, a lot more concerned about how Sam's doing. He's still concerned with how Sam's doing. That's why he acts a certain ways the way we act. Now, the next episode is called The Phantom Traveler. And Ooh. guess what? It's, is, is it about a hitchhiker? It takes place on an aeroplane. Oh. Yes. It's written by Richard Hatem, directed by Robert Singer. A plane reservation is a ticket to terror. When a phantom traveler forces a jet into a crash landing, knowing the phantom is on another flight, Sam and Dean board to to attempt an in-air exorcisma. Why does Robert Singer sound so familiar? Because you've seen some of the other episodes of of Supernatural, and there's a character named Bobby Singer. Oh. Yes, because his movie and TV shows 
Cujo. Oh, that might be where I would know him. Did he direct Cujo? I don't know what his, uh, let's see. Oh, it's fun. Fun doing this together. I've heard a lot. Cujo comes up a lot. No, Louis Teague. Um, I wonder, Louis Teague directed yeah, it. Yeah, I wonder if he was an actor. Bobby Singer, was he in this? Was he What's in he? this? Ada would come up. I wonder if he was a... He might have he, just been a producer. Yeah. Because he's a television producer. He's a television producer. So, so... Maybe he was a film producer at one time. Maybe. And maybe he produced Cujo. Let's just pretend he did. Seems about right. Considering... <laughs> especially considering how Cujo is... It's so like t- terrifying to my family members, which I think is hilarious. Well, I'm really excited to go and uh, and watch the next episode with you. We'll probably be watching that pretty soon. Yeah. This weekend, we're gonna go ahead and record that. We're recording this a little bit, a little bit close to the edge. Yeah, we're cutting this one. Close. Yeah, we thought when we were at a lake in Michigan, pretty close to the lake in Wisconsin, this took place. I was hoping to be able to record this at the lake, but it turns out that when you're it's 95 degrees, and you're staying in a tent, and you're exhausted from all the fun you're having. What happens when you get in the tent is you fall asleep immediately. Yes. <laughs> I took a good long nap there. Okay. Believe that the, the, the sign-off for this one is husband picks the music. You say it. I don't remember the rest of it. I, I do the rest of it. Oh. Husband picks the music. And wife does the research. Oh. <laughs> Because she won't shut her cake hole. Oh, no! Well, yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) All right, everybody. Hi there. Trish here. John and I are so glad you've decided to listen to this episode. To contact us, please email uptoandincludingdeath at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials, uptoandid at just about everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and that's uptoandid, and that too is the number two. If you have a moment, it'd be great if you can review us on iTunes as long as it's five stars. <laughs> Thank you to Stefan Kartenberg for the use of his song Fire and Ice in the intro and outro in the middle of our program. Uh, Fire and Ice is a rock mix by Stephen, Stephen Kartenberg, copyright 2017, licensed under a Creative Commons attribution share alike 3.0 license. Thank you. Goodbye.